0: thank you for downloading this episode of the football purist podcast please help by subscribing and check out footballpurist.com We are back with another episode of the Talk On podcast, and it seems like it's just rinse and repeat at this point in the season. The Reds play another game where they can't finish their chances and they can't defend. Obviously, that's not a good recipe for three points, and it's clear that the energy or attitude or whatever you want to call it around the club and amongst the fans right now is a bit negative. It seems the season might be slipping away, even though it's early with both Manchester clubs rolling on. So, it is the international break, at least. It Comes at a good time. Lalana seems to be ahead of schedule for his return and the next game is the best and most important of the season against Man U and that's on the 14th. So go ahead and talk about some of those things tonight. Definitely review the Newcastle game. Uh, I am your host here in Chicago tonight. My name is Joey and I've got some California boys hopefully to instill some positivity into this pod tonight. We've got Ali G. Ali what's going on?
1: What's up Joey? Glad to be back. Thanks for having me.
0: Awesome. Glad to have you back. And Jimmy Torejon, Jimbo,
2: what's up, man? Oh, It's good to be back. Um, Mr. Joy, Mr. Ali. There
0: you, joy, Missed you, Allie. It's <laughs> good to have you guys back on. And we'll stick with the California theme here a little bit. I was, we're going to use an opening question, but then just heard uh, Allie's joining this new vegan diet now. So I think <laughs> every listener is just dying to hear about what's going on with that.
1: No, I just uh, I've been feeling sick from eating meat, and I love meat. just been eating it too much, and I don't want to kill animals anymore. I love Jurgen too much. Jurgen's my cat. Um, so I'm going to save animals. I'm going to save them all.
0: Save them all. Is, is that your same story, Jimbo?
2: I did it mostly because uh, my mom kind of started to do it first last year, and so we kind of joined up to help her out as well, and then from, you know, what they say are the medical benefits of it. So I'm not here to say do it or you're screwed but i'm here to say that i do it and i feel better so ali welcome it's it's nice to have you on board
1: day one baby
0: shout out to cj obviously cj morales also just the og for that but and also shout out to me because i want to be in kansas city having the best barbecue of my life at gates next week so pretty pumped (laughs) pretty jacked to have a burnt sandwich with some coleslaw and some mac and cheese pretty pretty excited about that um let's go ahead and move on guys Obviously not the greatest game. Rafa, he's gone and he's done it. He's taken some points off his former club. Before we get into probably what seems like is going to be a lot of pessimism, let's go ahead and just get it out of the way. Coutinho, beautiful strike. Filthy, nasty. Jimbo, what do you got on Phil this game?
2: He is showing everyone why it was stupid to say that we didn't need Phil Coutinho after that 4-0 win against Arsenal. It's just... Whenever it's stagnant, whenever Mane, whenever Salah are not on form and they're not putting it in the back of the net, there's someone there who's actually doing all that hard work and giving us the opportunity to get some points. Unfortunately, every time he scored in the past three matches, Liverpool have spurned the opportunity to get all three points. That's that's the only bad thing about that.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's one win in the last seven games in all comps, so... Ali, though, Jimmy has a, a great point. I mean, anyone who was saying they wanted to fill out um, has seemed pretty stupid so far this season. Yes, he, you know, it's a World Cup year and he has to perform, but, I mean, he has been so far this season, that's clear. And, you know, at a time where a lot of people who think our best player in Mane was not having the greatest game and his touch just seemed off, you could rely on the little guy back there.
1: Yeah, exactly. And a, and a team like Rafa's Newcastle team. They're going to be defensively set up correctly to defend the pace of Salah and Mane. You need a player like Coutinho to break him up, and he did just that. So, I mean, I understand why he wants to leave. (laughs) I mean, he scores a worldie, and we can't defend at all with, what, two shots on target, and one of them goes in. Yeah, brutal. Um, It's it's pretty brutal, but I thought Coutinho played well. Um, There was never a doubt that he wasn't going to play well, or try hard at least. But I mean, it's going to be sad to see him go because at one point he's going to leave us.
0: Yeah, definitely. He's he's definitely the heir to so Like we've been saying for a while, he, he's he's going to be going next season. Well, Chase
1: uh, thinks he's going to go to uh, PSG now. I think that's that's his new destination.
0: I think it, it could be a possibility, but I think they're going to go for Sanchez as well. I mean, there's it's all hypotheticals right now. But um, you know, Ali, we'll just go back to you before we move on and start talking about like the defense that you just were were mentioning. Is are there any? Are there any other positives that you see in this game, or that you took from this match?
1: I mean, just just the fact that Coutinho is back; he's on form. Um, I thought Sala and Mane were were marked really well, but they still made themselves, you know, get into correct positions. It's good to see Serge start. We haven't seen him start too many games. I think it's two starts for him now. So, I, I mean, that was a positive. I don't think he played well, but that was a positive. Other than that, don't really see anything other than Moreno being another positive. I mean. He's my he's my boy. Uh, he didn't have a good season last season, but I think this season he's started well, and he's one of our best defenders, which is pretty crazy to say.
0: Yeah, it is crazy when you you say that Albie is our best defender so far this season. It's, it's nuts to think about Jimbo or any other positives that you saw from this game. I mean, definitely Moreno has been performing, maybe not necessarily at a high level this season, but he hasn't really been messing up. He's been actually pretty consistent, which was not always the case
2: last year. So besides Moreno, the two the, the one positive that I see is in the past couple of matches, both against Leicester and also against Newcastle, Is it seems as though the defense is able to play a hard game. They're able to grind out, unfortunately not wins, but they're still grinding out results. I wouldn't have been surprised in my most pessimistic mood to have seen Liverpool lose both against Leicester and against Newcastle. So I'll take that as a positive.
0: Yeah, I guess it's, I mean, they've only won one in seven, but they, you know, they've Gone undefeated in the Champions League, even though both were draws. Ali, it <laughs> sounds so like, happy. You're, you're trying to find just positives. Like Jimmy is out of there. Yeah, you know we might have lost those in the past, but you know we usually win those. You know, so it, it's just frustrating. It like I said in the in the beginning, it just seems like it's rinse and repeat. We're 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 talking about the same thing over and over again for the past couple weeks. You know, even a little bit longer than that now.
1: No, yeah, you're right. What what's scary to me is. You know, we rely way too heavily on our offense. We, we're still scoring every game, so it's still doing its job at a certain extent. But our defense just cannot handle a one-nil win, a two-nil win, or at least a two-one win. Like we will concede no matter what, and that's what's been costing us. I think our offense is a little off form right now, and it's going to get back to to normal and back on track. But our defense, just these individual errors, like the spacing and the the way we mark, is just so horrendous, and it's costing us such easy goals that's that's been I think the worst part for me
0: yeah it is super frustrating and I think that's the key word that most Liverpool fans have been using this season is frustration just like you're saying I mean you just you would like to see a one-no-win every once in a while just grind out a game get the result and we can't seem to do that ever so not
1: not even just a 1-0 win like I want to feel comfortable throughout the game I never feel comfortable I don't know if
0: I felt comfortable since 13-14 with really anything so
1: I know but like Newcastle wasn't even attacking us they were just defending us defending us defending us one ball from Shelby to Jossie Liu like our center backs were just finger like fingers up their buttholes not even looking at the fucking game each other's assholes (laughs) finger popping each other's assholes not looking at the game I mean, Lovren <laughs> doesn't even run back. He doesn't make an effort. He just points at Moreno to run back. Yeah, it's brutal. I think if if, um, if Mata's positioning, like his body needed to be a little sideways so he could at least be on the run once the ball is played and he needs to be closer to the player as well. I just think the way we position and are spatially positioned is just horrible. And that's well, been play, our downfall.
2: To play devil's advocate here, Ali, would you say that both – Mati Ben Leverin were taking a step forward to try to play um, him offside, and they just the linesman missed
1: it. They were, but I don't think he was. I don't think he was offside. I think he was played. I mean, just at the right time, and we didn't have a defensive mid in that area where the ball was played, which is pretty crazy as well. So there's two parts to that. I think it's the defensive midfielders positioning, and I think it's the center backs positioning and body shape.
2: Yeah, definitely. Would you say? Yeah, go ahead, Jimmy. Sorry. Ali, would you say it would have been better than had they not tried to play him offside and, and as you mentioned, the body position, so they would have been able to run after it?
1: I think it has nothing to do with the offsides thing. I think if their body position was correct, Matip would have caught him and it wouldn't have... I mean, he still won the tackle. It just was unfortunate. It ricocheted off his shin and went in. If Matip was... If his body was turned, he would have had a step on him and he would have gotten to that, to that player faster. But that's so where... I think,
0: for me, Ali and, and Jimmy, that's where you... You need someone. And I know everyone's been saying, "Oh, you know, Liverpool need a defender." Just like Carragher's gonna yell at people. No, you don't need that. But you need someone who knows what they're doing. I mean, none of them take charge back there. While we're on the topic of the defense, let's just stick with it and, and relay it. This game is also pretty similar to how the season going. How the season has been going so far. One of those guys needs to step up. That's part of the reason why I wanted Van Dyke so much. Not just because he was a great player, but he's a leader back there. And you know, if our def- if our center backs were anywhere on the same wavelength, whether it was, you know, Mottip or Lover and saying, all right, no, you, one of you will go up and step for that. And one of you will stay behind and sweep a little bit further, especially with the way that we play and how I think that our, you know, how our system is, is played, how attacking we are. It, you know, we, we all say it, it does leave our defense exposed and that's true. And a lot of people are saying this is a system thing, not a player thing, but I would disagree. I think you need to be I smart. Think I agree know. with that. Yeah. Yeah. You, you need to be smart enough to know when like, all right, you know, Lovren's just gonna he's gonna run out and he's gonna go get this because that's the type of player that type of player he is. I'm gonna sit back a little deeper so in case it goes over his head or he misses it, which tends to happen a lot, then I'll be there to sweep up for him. So it's just it's frustrating to watch this team and this defense because Klopp may do things a certain way on the training pitch and Again, it's just it's it's nothing to do with their physical ability. I mean, Mottip was even able to recover a little bit and have an unlucky tackle. It's all about knowing how to play with each other, knowing when to do what, and neither guy is stepping up and, and taking on that leadership role to to tell the defense what to do. And that also leads me into you know Jimmy. I'll go back to you as well about the defense, but you can also include Minule. And
1: I'm yeah, not saying Minule had a poor
0: season, but even if these two defenders at least had someone who was yelling behind like a Reyna. Reina would be mm-hmm. great for this system right now. Not just because he, he was a great goalkeeper and a great distributor, but he was loud and he was talkative and he would also organize the defense. Yes. He had Kara most of the time in front of him, but he, he was also able to do that. And no one in the back five, not a single player, not one takes on that role. And it's really just, it's, it's annoying to see.
2: Yeah, I was about to ask you that, Joey. How much how much fault do you put to Minoua for for not speaking to to his center backs? And it's it's funny because Minoua is kind of coming back into that position where he's starting to get more praise because of his shot stopping, because of his penalty saves, compared to Carriers who just couldn't get off his line or couldn't get in the right position to stop a free kick that was down the center. How much fault goes into Minoua for something that he's been criticized before, like two or three seasons ago? That he doesn't communicate with his backline. And Allie, you were actually there in one of his matches a couple of seasons ago, where even when he was trying to communicate with them, was just nobody nervous. would pay attention. To nobody him, right? listens
0: to him when he yells. That's the problem: is nobody believes <laughs> in him. Nobody's confident in him. It's it's funny, it is Ali. but like I used to laugh at it, and now I'm just it's it's pure frustration just continuing to watch this team he, when you know, know what's going to happen every game. But he's not just he shouting. for nobody. He shouts listens. for no reason. Like
1: uh, it doesn't seem like he's saying anything fruitful to anyone. Like it's hey. A, hey Match up, go to the right a little bit, help fucking go him as he's getting beat. You need to pay attention there. He's not saying anything that's going to be helping our team out. Even if he is, no one's listening to him, like you guys said. It's all for I show, think,
0: you know? It's like, like, it's just for the cameras watching or just to make it seem like he's saying something.
1: Like he cares, yeah, yeah. I mean, he does care, but I know what you mean. But, like, going back to the system thing, I, I don't think it's a system thing unless the system is telling our fucking whoever's in the sixth defensive mid position to not be in position correctly. Like, it's not a system thing, it's a personnel thing. I so think why does he continue back. to
0: play Hendo there instead of Emre when, yeah, Emre can take the ball up a lot of the time and Hendo's more of kind of like a robot in a way. But why, you know, Emre does have a little bit more defensive news to him. So why wouldn't you play Emre back there?
1: It doesn't make any sense to me. I think his captain is Hendo and he, I think he's like forced to play him or something. I don't know what it is, but I don't think Emre's the best right now to play in that position. But I think he has a higher cap in that position than Henderson. Do you know what I mean? Like, for example, we we have 30 goals or 30 shots on target against us, and 12 of those have become goals. That's 40% of all the shots against us become goals. Any yeah. shot on target, 40% of any shot on target becomes a goal. That's insane.
0: Yeah. To your point where you're saying maybe he's the captain and he feels like he needs to play him, well, I personally think Hendo is better and maybe the right midfield of a three that he is the defense totally midfield agree. role he can do a I, lot I of the running. he can make up yeah i mean he can make up for our right back like maybe in his mind he feels like he has to cover too much or, or do too many things in that center midfield role if he's just playing that right midfield role he knows he can get box to box he can cover what uh joe or trent whenever they're going up and he's definitely more comfortable. He likes to whip in that cross we've all seen from the right-hand side. He he just generally is more comfortable in that role, I think. And so that's why it's a little weird that to me at least Klopp is playing him there unless he knows Emre's leaving and he doesn't I I mean, there could be plenty of reasons, but it, it just it is off to me, Jimmy, that you know, we've been talking for so long continuously about how important a center defensive mid is to a championship winning side, even a top four challenging side. And I think that was clear that it was what we were missing for a while. And we have been missing for a while. I mean, since mask. Yeah. But even nothing has come close to even a decent holding player um, since then, you know, it's, I'll, you name all the sides, you know, Conte went back to back championships and he was a catalyst in both the, the Leicester side and the Chelsea side. I mean, you can go back as far as you want to Tottenham just started getting really good as well. When they had Wanyama come into their side, not that he was the sole reason, but they were able to be a lot more attacking and still be comfortable knowing that he was there to pr- protect the back four. We need a defensive mid Ali, And, and I know it just seems like it's, it just it's it's weird because it seems like it's such a common thing that a lot of fans can see. Yet we've done yeah. nothing about it as a club, not just Klopp, but Brendan too, and, and it just even Rafa didn't, you know. Yeah. So it's just Joey, it's,
1: not even not even for being a shield for our defense. But if you look at Conte from Chelsea last season, his heat map for take ons, he takes players on like through the middle of the pitch. I looked at Henderson's heat map just this season off of what six games in the Premier League. He literally has not beat anyone. Uh, one-on-one with the ball to advance it in the middle of the pitch that's i think that hurts us offensively sure. a lot and going forward like he's beat i think like two or three players in the final third where he probably played that easy pass you know his his favorite uh whipped ball in from the right side but he he just doesn't he doesn't take those risks that yeah. will be fruitful for our offense you know what i mean and yeah. that's where i think emory would be better but i also think Emery is Maybe it's just too soon for him just to be in that role by himself right now without someone like Ceda next to him.
0: Yeah, Jimmy Henderson passed the ball, you know, to Lovren and Motip twenty-two times. And yes, I know he is close to those positions because obviously he's playing the central defensive role right now, and they are the two center backs who play right behind him. We only played thirteen times to Mane, Salah, and Sturridge. I mean, if he's going to be the guy who's quote-unquote controlling the game or dictating the tempo. You don't want to see that many backwards passes and sideways passes like Ali was just talking about, especially from somebody who, he's not poor defensively by any means, and and don't get me wrong, I like Hendo, but for this role, you need to be good defensively first, I think, more than offensively, and we have a player who's the opposite right now, and if he's still passing that much backwards and that much sideways, then kind of what's the point if he's not going to be elite defensively or close to it, you know,
2: I don't think he should be there. And I agree with Ali. He's mentioned a couple of times that he feels that Henderson should be playing up forward just a little bit more. You've also mentioned that as well. I don't understand why Klopp seemingly is trying to uh, put a square piece in a round circle, right? With, with Henderson, sometimes he'll have a fantastic match and it's like Klopp talks about how great he is for the position. And he will refer back to that match for two or three weeks when Henderson's having a bad day. This is also why I didn't get excited over the Cata deal uh, when it was announced earlier this summer, because it wasn't fulfilling the need of something we needed now. It was fulfilling the need of something we'll need in the future. and We are really seemingly um, suffering because of it right now. Nothing. It's, it's not as though the team is completely broken, in my opinion. It's just that they're all very, very, they're playing very, very average at the moment. And so it's nothing is working in, in, in our favor. We're not getting more than a point if we, if we get a draw and it's just making everyone look really, really bad. If 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 there was a, a, a slight momentum uh, run of games where everything just went right, I feel like this team would be on top again, just like they did at the beginning of last season, because you you can't say that the team now is worse than they were last season when they were flying at this moment.
0: Yeah, I mean, hopefully Jimmy, this is kind of the point Kate of the season is. where it's like the December, you know, January part. Ali, I do want to go right into what you were just saying. We'll, we'll stick on that topic. Do you think, uh, continuing to what Jimmy said your response to him, but also for Kata, like... He's that not going to play defensive mid. It's yeah, not gonna, he, no, no, not, no not that he will, but maybe Klopp wants to switch back to his 4-2-3-1 and just have him and be in a pivot with somebody else. And like you were saying, you know, take-ons from the center of the pitch, he is unreal at that.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think he might swap the way we are set up. And yeah, he's not going to fit the need of a center defensive mid, but he's going to fit the need of a a two. Like We can finally play a two correctly.
0: Him and Emery would be something else.
1: I just, I want Emery to say he's my favorite player. You know that, everyone knows that, but (laughs) he's not signing his goddamn contract. I don't know what's going on. It's kind of frightening me at this point.
0: And I still love Emery, but he, I don't think he ever... fully convinced me not that I didn't think he should be starting or think that he's better than other players we have on on this in the squad but he's it just always feels like he's still going to take that next step and I don't know if we've really seen that this much at least so far in the small sample size this season he's had good games but if you want him to be the player we want him to be you know and he's what 23 really coming into that time where he can continue to develop you you want him to start taking over some games sometimes and the one thing I will say is I love how he's been shooting a lot from outside the box. So let's let's just bring that up to the, to the next point. We could continue to talk about the defense for a while. I think we agree that it sucks to have Klein out. Uh, he actually has been a huge miss
1: for us, and that no one oh, thought that would happen, uh, With Klein I think, out, Everyone I think thought, we oh, we got Gomez, did. we got Ta, we'll be fine.
0: I I don't know. I want yeah. to go to center back. I I listen. I've always said I think Klein should start every game no matter what if he's fit, and you know he's been probably the most consistent player we've had for the past couple of seasons. Uh, he'll never be that, you know, eight, nine, ten, usually, but he's never really going to be a four or five either. He'll be a solid six or seven, pretty much like mostly, you know, around a seven, almost every game. Uh, and, you know, we, we definitely miss him. We definitely miss someone who's actually decent at defense, or at least has some, some pace to recover a little bit uh, back there. But anyways, I agree.
2: Just- I I agree with you, Joey. I think that having a, a couple of players that you know will always be solid gives the confidence to other players to take those risks, sure. knowing that they have someone who's going to be taking yeah. care of them.
1: Well, not only so, that, it's going to have yeah. Trent just develop. He can see how Klein plays. He can get pushed by Klein. Klein can be pushed by Tal, you know what I mean? Are we but convinced right now, it's that Gomes he's going to be a
0: right back, by the way?
1: Who, Trent? Yeah. Or, Trent will be a right back. You think? Why wouldn't he? Yeah, I, don't know. I don't think I he'll just, be a winger. Not I don't a winger, think so. I don't
0: know. I just, I know he was playing, again, it was for the academy, and obviously he was one of the standouts, but he was playing center mid for a while. I'd just be curious to see a couple games, maybe not now, you know, continue his development for maybe the next year or two, but it, I, I don't know. I, I think he could be a, an absolute class right back, but part of me just sees a little bit more to his game and would love to see him kind of in a, in a more central role or a more contributing role to the this, this side. That's obviously long ways from now, though, so... Let's go ahead and, and move up to that next level, guys, um, to to the midfield. <sighs> I mean, Genie, again, just a terrible, terrible game. I know it was away from home, and we can just continue that voodoo bullshit. But, um, I mean, good lord. It was uh, – our midfield has, has just been not as bad as our defense. That's that's obvious. But there's been games where I feel like it's either or. It's either we you know are having a great day in the middle of the park, or it's just absolute crap
1: our spine has been awful like from I think we need we need a captain that will just take a game and gr- help us grind it out and then going back to our midfield our spine from the midfield Genie was crap again I don't know what's been going on with him he had a good game against Arsenal I thought we had the old Genie back but I don't know what's going on with him against Newcastle he didn't win a tackle he didn't win an aerial duel he had one interception he had zero chances created he had one take on he was just crap I don't know what else to say.
0: It is weird, Jimmy. I mean, is he is Wijnaldum still a center mid in your opinion, or do you see him potentially? I mean, he could maybe fill a void right now. He he can score goals, you know. Maybe he's, he, he had a unlucky nice uh, shot off the corner, off the post. Um, but I mean, are we so so sold still that that he should be in that center mid position? He was. He's played a, as a winger, as a ten occasionally even as a striker before so where do you see him is it is it just a matter of yeah this is what he is you know this is what Klopp wants him to be it just hasn't been performing well or maybe if you put him in a different role he
2: can become a different player at times is it too extreme to say maybe it's time to give up on the Weinaldum experiment like is that too much
1: that's way too much I, he had a great season last season
2: i i completely understand i spoke praises about him but ever since Coming back at the beginning of this season, does he really just need time? Um, I, Joey, you just said that he's kind of he could be filling a void, filling that need, but that's not what I want to hear about a player on the squad. I don't want to hear that they're here to fill a void because that's essentially what everyone's been doing at the moment. Which is we, we mentioned it earlier. That's why the results aren't aren't positive. Everyone feels like they're just filling the void. They're not doing anything special.
0: Yeah, I, I get that, but I think that's part of the th- the reason why we got Genie is we knew how versatile he was and how many different p- positions he could potentially play And My only question, Ali, is just, you know, before we move on from Genie, could he potentially be a better fit in another role? Maybe? I mean, maybe a you little bit. Are saying like the,
2: like the front three? Maybe His old Newcastle the role? The
0: front three, but like if, if, if he's not going to perform at the level we want him to in that midfield role for our starting eleven, maybe have him... I don't know in a, in a different position whether it's on the wing whether it's even more attacking you know in in maybe some of the cup games and bring somebody else in there uh, I I don't know
1: our just only seems, our only cup game left <laughs> or, yeah, right. yeah it's
0: it <laughs> just, the it, FA Cup in January <laughs> um just when I, I know, watch him j- I don't know it just seems like he has more offensively to give other than just you know listen it's it's great to be able to have him for for one touch play and for holding the ball up uh, he he does that really well but I still feel like we. Don't ever see some of the offensive qualities that Genie can bring to the side.
1: Well, this season he's only had what he's had a 54 point three minutes per shot now, or per chance for himself. Like, right. That's that's really bad for a center mid. I think that number should go down. He needs to get in the box more, like he was last season. And I don't know if it's because we have Monte on the left now, and he he chooses to play more towards the left side because that's the way he's positioned. I don't know if that has anything to do with it because last season it was Coutinho on that side and he was working with Coutinho there. I don't know what it is if it's personnel or if his direction is not to get in the box as much, but he needs to start doing that more because he's at 54.3 per per chance now.
0: Yeah, it's he definitely needs to get in the box more like you said, he needs to to, to get the ball off his boot a little bit more as well. I mean, I think you know, he, he's, he's got a nice shot on him. He, he can finish. I just... I don't know. I, I, I'm i definitely not done on Genie. I like Genie a lot. I just... I'd be curious to see. We haven't really seen a run of games for him in a more advanced role for us. Maybe it's due to a lack of midfielders that we have at the moment. But who knows? Anyways, I wanted to ask your guys' opinion about two players that aren't really playing for us right now. It's not because they're injured. Uh, it's just they're, they're having a hard time finding a spot in the starting 11. I think some people have the same opinion on them because they might want to see them play, but they differ in where, when they do get minutes, one has sort of surprisingly been impressing and one has just not started off their Liverpool career. Well, so uh, Jimmy, we'll go back to you on your, your thoughts on James Milner and Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain potentially filling that genie role um, or just playing minutes in general.
2: I don't know if I want to see Milner in the, in the center midfield and, I think I, I, I'd like to say that if Milner was playing right back right now, he would bring that consistency that um, the consistency that Klein was bringing. Now, of course, Milner was playing left back all of last season. So maybe he could go back to left back and somebody could switch over to the right. But that consistent player, I think Milner could do it. It, it would it would benefit the club. The, the Ox, I honestly I I think he needs more time. Which is not going to be everyone's favorite answer. We were definitely hoping he'd come, burst into the into the scene, and want to uh, show that you know buying him was worth it, and that he wanted to give it another shot. I liked his effort uh, for his diving header. You don't see that that often anymore, and it was unfortunate that he did not score it. I just think that he needs one goal, and I think we can see him blow up for us.
0: Exactly, but, but Jimmy, that's that exa- needs to come in. That's where I wanted to go next, and and Allie he's listen he's got himself into some pretty good positions when he's come on the pitch but could you imagine if he's just scored a couple of the chances that he's had i mean he has had actually some big chance opportunities to put away and if he would have done that he could have already you know made a name for himself amongst the amongst the cop you know he he's yep. had chances he, he has he hasn't had many minutes I mean, but it, he's had those opportunities
1: it's it's really hard to get in you know get in a game with like what eight minutes left to go and try to change it up i mean that header chance he had the diving header i mean he was getting pulled down and it was a little behind him i guess not not behind him but it was just it was a little high so it was hard to get over the ball do you know what i mean while getting pulled down i think these chances are good and it's good that he's getting these chances but i think i mean he started one game in the in the um the league cup and we haven't really seen too much of him since but i think Give him a run of games. Someone's going to get injured. He'll get a run of games, and I think he'll be fine. What I do think you wanna we're see just. Play? I want to see him. I don't want him in the middle three. I'd rather see him on the wings, I think, for Mani or Sala. That's where I, I think he'll be the best.
0: Yeah. Jimmy, what about you? I think. I, I agree with Ali that he should be playing there, but I also think that if he's going to kind of make one of those positions his his main position, he's got to start converting more chances. I mean, he's he only scored what? I mean, barely any goals. I feel like for Arsenal, so he he definitely I think has it, to, to, to. make If sure I remember he's correctly,
2: did it, didn't Jack say that he'd only scored like six goals in his Arsenal goals, like career? That,
0: right, exactly.
2: Right, and so I agree with Ali. I'd like to see him in the front three. And again, it's going to be a boring answer, but I agree with Ali again that he. It's really difficult for a player to come in with less than ten minutes to go and try to make a difference like that. That. He's going to try to force it, which is why he's probably not as accurate. I, I'm i with you, Joe. I just think that he needs – once one, one of them goes in, he gets his confidence up. He gets a little bit more time. I'd like to see him in the front three. Look, which
1: He's played 28 minutes in three games. You just give him a break. You know what I mean?
2: <laughs> and no, it's for, really difficult for Klopp to put him straight into the team. It's not like we had injuries. It's not – I, I – could he have put him in when Monty had was serving his suspension? Maybe, and I think that's what he did with the Leicester game, right, in, in the League Cup. But again, that was his—that was his first start. That was his first game. He needs a little bit more time.
0: I'm not ragging on him, Ali. I just and I agree with you, Jimmy. He does need more time. Clearly, I mean, it's early days. But I just—I feel like his chances haven't even been close, and he's had a couple already. It just—it would have been, you know.
1: I—I I actually of those think away. he. In the eight minutes he was on, I think if he played a little earlier, I think he would have made a big difference for us. He, I mean, he beat a couple players. He was really quick with his one twos, like right off the gate. He he got involved really quickly, and I think if he started earlier, if Klopp subbed him on earlier, I think he would have made a difference. And so I think like eight minutes in the more. game. Yeah, eight minutes in that game. I don't think it was enough, but I think he was he was onto something. I don't know if you yeah, know no, what I, I mean, but
0: I, I agree. I completely agree. We paid forty million for him. I'd, I'd hopefully you know like to see more. He he loses it's just so in game funny seeing all the Liverpool. Arsenal
1: people post every touch he has you yeah, know what I mean yeah. it's it's, it's <laughs> like because they do it. love
0: him like they he was the one player in, in a lot of their losses I feel like that they not praised but you know weren't so down on at least because he gave a good effort and I think any fan of any club sees when a player gives it their all and they'll appreciate that player more so he might have they might have a soft spot and in their hearts for him even though he didn't pan out to be what they wanted him to be and we're hoping that clock can turn that around let's just go ahead and move on from ox right now uh money didn't have the greatest game um and ali you did say it was nice to see surge start and i agree especially after the game he had previously but i mean that they did not neither of them had had really a good game at all
1: oh uh surge was crap and money couldn't get in the game i don't think surge is a crap player but he had a crap game. Um, we just couldn't do anything against his Rafa side. He he positioned his team really well. They were man marking most of our attackers, and our midfield wasn't carrying their weight. to scored the goal, but we just needed to create a create more chances on target. We created chances, but nothing. What, what? How many chances did we have on target? Do you have the Do you have the numbers right there with you?
0: I think it was 17 chances, and then something like two on target.
1: Exactly. We're creating chances, but he positioned his team so well that we couldn't break them down well enough to get more chances on target so that goal coutinho scored we just really 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 needed to rely on our defense to to grind out that one nil win but like we mentioned already they just cannot be positioned correctly and our, our six was the reason why we got scored on but back to such just couldn't get into the game and i i mean when when that happens when they're getting man marked like that we just need other players to step up and i didn't see that happening
0: yeah it's it's definitely true, and just like you were saying, after continuous scores that goal, you just hope that the side could set up a bit more defensively and, and see it out. Um, Jimmy, going into the attack again, I mean, Salah didn't have the best game, not the worst. He gets himself into good positions. His pace is frightening. Um, but overall, the, the attack it was just not good enough. They, Ali, I mean, I know what you were saying, you know, only two on target. We should add more. Uh, we did have ten shots from inside the box, and we had sixty-eight percent possession. So you would think that we could put one away, especially that one that fell in the box or around a lover, and he just didn't get enough power behind it. Um, but like you know, like you were saying, they were set up so well that they would put themselves in good positions to be able to block a lot of the shots. So um, was it just a case of that, Jimmy, where Rafa had just set the side set the side up, you know, well enough to, to defend Liverpool this game, or were we are we just not, you know? Can, just converting our chances.
2: No, it's, it's a com- it's a combination of both. Rafa positioned his, his team perfectly to put pressure on everyone to make sure they didn't get clean shots. And then the opportunities in which the players would have a free shot on goal, such as Lovren, who you don't want, honestly, in that position. It's unfair to him um, to, to be criticizing him too much as he's not a finisher. <laughs> Salah, the same thing. The one opportunity he had was a very difficult shot. Anyway, but it, it was on the volley. He was he jumped in midair for it. We expect him to score that because he is in the front three. He is a forward. He couldn't do it. I think the players are starting to feel that pressure because this is such a talented team, and a lot of supporters were expecting, were hoping for a run at the title, and that's slipping away very, very fast. We're at the beginning of October, and you could easily see us already talking about it'd be great for us to make it into the top four again and that's not what anybody wanted to talk about so i'm wondering if if they're starting to feel that and i'm i'm hoping that this international break is a good time for them to be able to relax and, and hopefully focus again come back ready to 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 go again and to start scoring because right at the beginning of the last international break things were going well and then It seems to happen to us all the time. There's an international break when we're riding high and then we come back and and it just all goes to shit.
0: No, I completely agree with you on that. I think it comes at a great time. Um, For the first time ever, right? Yeah, I know, right. So we'll we'll probably talk about that in just a little bit. But basically to sum it up in terms of the squad, it – you know the goalkeeper situation is what it is because Minule is the best goalkeeper right now out of them. Even though that's not saying much, you could say the same thing about the defense where Moreno has been our best player this season. That's not saying much. the The midfield has just been hot or cold for us, and the attack is just not converting their chances. So in terms of the squad, that's what it seems like. Let's move on to before Joey, we get to our... Joey, yeah,
1: do you think do you think this is more a defensive thing where we could get more points because of our You know, our defense not playing well, or do you think it's more offensive, a more offensive problem? Where do you see the problem? I think
0: it's defensive for sure. I mean, if we're scoring goals, it might not be a lot, but if you score one against Newcastle for a team that just sits back and is not attacking at all, what they had two chances, something like that. So, (laughs) and, and those, you know, one of them was because of a poor defensive issue. You know, it's you would expect the side. To be able to sit back and defend and win the game, and we don't grind out enough one no wins. And if you want to see a team compete, at least even for top four, you need to have games like that. I think the attack is creating chances. Hopefully, that'll turn soon, where we'll just start finishing more. Like I'm, it's not like we're playing shit games. You know, on the attack, we're at least moving the ball well. You know, we do get chances. We're just not finishing. Whereas the d- defense, I'm not seeing really any positives right now. So, I think, <laughs> in, in my opinion, it's more of a defensive. But- thing, which
1: the Defense, like I mentioned, um, what what we have thirty shots this season on us, and twelve of them have become goals. Thirty yes, thirty on target shots, twelve have become goals. That's forty percent. If we look back to thirteen, fourteen, do you remember that season how we were so attacking and anything going backwards would be a goal on us? Do you remember that season? Yeah. We almost won it. Blah blah yeah. blah blah. That season, I, I looked at the looked up the numbers and. Um, we actually had a 33% chance of getting scored on with anything on target. So our stats right now defensively on on-target shots per goal is worse. Worse yeah, than it was that season. Th- that's and that thing. season I thought that was the worst defensive like record we've ever had. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. It, it's We're playing with the ball so much and we're such an attacking side that it just feels like any chance any other team gets is going in the back of the net. There was I, I forgot what stat it was a little earlier in the season. It was like... And I feel like it happened last year too, where it was some run of shots on Minule, where like seventy or eighty percent of the last, I don't know, however many shots it was, like seven <laughs> yeah, through thirteen, that. whatever the number was, like one of those around there is like that that were just continuing to go in against him. And it wasn't necessarily just his fault, but it just feels like every chance any other team gets, it's going in. That's how poor defensively we are. It's like we don't have much to do defensively, but when we have to do it, it's brutal. It's terrible. Which leads me to my next point, Jimmy. Klopp and his tactics, you can get into subs, you can get into his tactical decision not to, you know, to maybe sit back a little bit more after Coutinho scores the worldy, knowing we're away at Newcastle, even with the way Rof is set up, maybe just try and see it out a little bit more and get a little bit more defensive cover, sit back a little bit deeper. I mean, what is it with not just the squad, like not anyone's individual ability, but with the team as a whole that's failing us right now? And what what is Klopp doing that's either... Positive or negative, in your opinion?
2: It might be a strange thing to say, but I believe his emotions of frustration might not be a positive to the team at the moment. Every time there's a cheap goal being given up, every time there's a missed opportunity that should have gone in, the emotion that we initially initially love to see from Klopp, where he would celebrate everything, where he would rev up the crowd behind him, I'm not so sure if that's something he should be doing too much right now, but it's natural to him. So, if he doesn't do that, I don't. You know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't seem natural. It would seem like a game face, and it wouldn't be genuine. So we would be losing that charismatic part of him.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I, I, what I like about look, what I like about Klopp right now is that he still goes for everything. Every single match that comes up, he's Liverpool's going to go and they're going to try to win it. The problem with me in Sorry to hark back to Rodgers towards the end of his tenure he was always trying to not lose that was the biggest problem as long as Klopp's always trying to set up his team to win i think that we should ride it out and stick with it, it i don't i don't know much about what kind of tactics he should do to change it up though i'm sorry
0: no no worries i mean it's it's it is how he's always been playing and he's not really going to change for anybody else i don't think it's how he wants to play ali but maybe then go into some of his substitutions do you agree with a lot of the the way he's using the squad the way that it is because listen last year you look at the bench you're like oh no matter what he does we can't bring subs on so if we bring anyone late on it's like who do we have we have a 17 year old kid off the bench and whoever whoever but now we have a little bit of a deeper squad even with some injuries we have a deeper squad has he been using his substitutions this season as well as he could be
1: Well, I mean, he's the manager. I mean, (laughs) who am I to tell him that he's using them wrong? Right, I mean, but this is your opinion. Yeah, I mean, I I think he's using them in a bad way. Um, Actually, RG on Twitter messaged me and said one of his friends is a big BVB follower, and they warned him that his substitutions would be super frustrating. Um, Jurgen always trusts his players to get the job done, and I guess that's his management style. But it's up to the point where he doesn't trust them, and then he just gets rid of them and gets better players. So it's it's kind of weird to see how he's using his subs that I mean he purchased ox he purchased all these players and he's not using them at the right time in my opinion like he's using them after the 80th minute which is kind of just like a it's not using the subs correctly it's using them as like a last ditch effort Unless it's more than trying to change the game. Or a or
0: def- a stout defender what's the point of playing somebody for 10 minutes in a game
1: Right so I just don't agree with the way he's using them. I think he can at least save some legs as well by using them better.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think it's just looking around everywhere and, and getting frustrated with a lot of different things that makes you think. And listen, Liverpool are not playing a, a terrible game right now. They're just not getting the points they should be. Um, it's not like, again, it, I don't think
1: it's that end of the world at right, all. There is because we're hope, still. You know? I mean, we're still top of the league with, Um, minutes per chance right now we're at 4.9 minutes per chance and that's what man city is at so i think the goals will come we're just we just need to finish them a little more we've we've had the most goals or total attempts in the league
0: exactly it's it's it's
1: gonna be fine we're just gonna we're gonna finish it's just not happening right now but our defense is just letting us down
0: you know ali one thing before we quickly move on to the seat index i didn't want to spend too much time on it but i did want to highlight it is the the need for people to want to get rid of Firmino not necessarily rid of him but not start him and I think that was a a huge call for Sturridge to start I love Firmino I think a lot of people have come around on him and realized how important he is to the squad but the one thing that you not necessarily can knock him for but you would hope to see more out of him is he doesn't shoot the ball nearly enough and now I know he's not a true number 9 that's you know that's not how he's brought up he at Hoffenheim he was more of like a 10 I believe Um, and I think he plays better in that role for us he doesn't play great on the wings but if he's going to be playing that that number nine for us in this team, even though he does a lot of things for the squad, he needs to have a lot of chances. I know you looked at, uh, you know, even shots for the top strikers in the league, and it's shocking.
1: Yeah, so he. I mean, out of six starts right now, he's had five shots on a target, and then fifteen total shots. Um, he's had two goals, and then two two big chances scored and he's missed zero big chances so that's good but he's just not taking as many shots as exactly. the, the top the top strikers in the league so if we look at harry kane he's taken 44 shots and 16 of them that's have been on target right and and he's had six goals four big chances he scored and three of them he's missed so people are missing chances and i want, want to also say Salah has missed five big chances but he's take he's taken 24 shots as a winger i think that's that's pretty big so I, I want people to know that, yeah, yes, he's missing chances and people keep harping on that, but he's also scoring and taking shots, and it's at the rate of strikers that are top of the league with goals scored, so people need to stop being worried about those chances he's missing.
0: And that's what you hope to see, though. You throw more bobbers out, you're going to more of a chance to land a fish. Yeah, I just, just want to see Firmino shooting the ball more.
1: And I know that's your biggest thing against Firmino. He's just not shooting as much, but I think he's also bringing other players in to to get those chances, so... I'm okay with with him not shooting as much if he's bringing like Mane and and Coutinho and uh, sala into to, to get those chances.
0: I and I agree with you. He he does a lot of the things for the team. I just he does have a good shot. He can finish. I'd just like to see it a little bit more out of him because I, I believe that he could be helping the team more by being a little bit more selfish. I know that's not really in his nature as a player, but I, I would like to see a little bit more. Maybe it's just because I you know you want that from a number nine and. You know, Firmino was in, you know, let's hypothetically say we were doing a 4-2-3-1. He would be that perfect role in the center of the pitch up there, um, you know, behind the striker. But anyways, that I feel like we could talk about that for a while. So let's just move on to the seat index. Jimmy, I need a positive and a negative seat index. Something that got you out of your seat and something that got you slouching back.
2: I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to probably take the most obvious one. It's got to be Coutinho's goal. That goal was absolutely incredible. He created space for himself. He put it in the top. It was left-hand corner. It was the first post. So it was just absolutely incredible, and it's the most obvious one. I'm sorry I had to do it. Yeah, no. For eight. Absolutely,
0: yeah. and, and you feel like I think the keeper was even expecting him to go far post because that's what he's done so often, and he just fooled him, fooled me,
2: too, thinking he wasn't going to go to the Well, before.
1: yeah, that was insane. That goal was marvelous. It was insane.
2: Yeah, and, and for my negative, it's got to be, for me, it's got to be Salah's miss. I know it was a difficult shot, as I mentioned earlier, but when you have a gaping net like that, I would love for him to just put it away. That would have given Liverpool the lead again, 2-1, and they probably would have ridden out and gotten three points from it.
0: Yeah, that was tough. That was, that was definitely a tough one to watch. Um, nice nice choices there for sure, Jimbo. Ali, what do you got for positive and negative seed index?
1: All right, so Ox came on for a couple of minutes, and I thought he was pretty strong i thought he looked fit i thought he looked sharp playing one-twos really quickly he played a ball around a player i don't remember who it was one of the newcastle players and just ran around him and he he just seemed on another level than everyone else when he came on so i thought that was a positive so I'm, i'm excited to watch him grow as a player, and hopefully push for a starting spot and get more than, what, eight minutes, six minutes on the pitch. So I thought that was a positive, and and also getting a chance in that couple minutes he had. So I thought that was good. Definitely. Um, My negative is just our our spatial positioning between our center backs. We saw it against City. We got a ball right through the middle, and um, we got scored on against, against us when we played City, and the same exact thing happened again. But Shelby put a ball through. There was no one marking that space in front that Shelby put the ball through with, with Henderson and then the, the center backs were positioned incorrectly with too much space and their body position was incorrect. So I think that's my negative.
0: Yeah, no, the space between the center backs is brutal and yeah, I'm sorry. You just said Mancini and I just kept thinking of the De Bruyne goal because that was just so filthy right when I heard you say that I just zoned off and wished we (laughs) could have done something like that and had someone who could have taken over like that. But yeah, I mean, just like you said the the center backs right now are just not on the same wavelength there's a lot of space in between them you know you saw it against City you saw it here again today i mean it was a nice pass by shelby but it wasn't anything special i mean there was just so much space there
1: exactly so, we did it to ourselves that's why i'm pretty pissed about right. that
0: right exactly so um i'll go ahead and say mine my, my positive is the international break and usually I can't ever, I never would have thought it would have been my positive, even if we weren't playing great, I never really enjoy them, but it's just such a negative energy. I feel like around the, the club right now, even though the results haven't been terrible, it's just, there's, I don't know, there's something about it. And, and I feel like maybe some of the players can, can leave and, you know, go to their international teams and, not doesn't really matter, you know, in my opinion, about the success they have, but maybe just take a little break and go see some of their friends and just return maybe fresh, ready for the Man U game because uh, they're going to have to give it their all in that game, that's for sure. So I think it actually comes at a good time for Liverpool, um, and and hopefully some players can rest up, um, and, including Lallana too, and it gives him and just a, another game between him coming back. So that would be my positive, my negative. As I was just kind of mentioning it right now, that it seems like there's just such a self-fulfilling prophecy right now amongst the squad, where you know everyone feels it kind of feels like the players even know that a goal might not come or that we're gonna ship a goal every game, and the fans are believing it. If you believe it so much, to be it just tends to become true, like the self-fulfilling prophecy. And Klopp even mentioned this, I think, after the Sevilla game it just feels like we all know what's coming and and it's almost like the players do too. Klopp even came out and said, you know, about the defenders, I'm, I think he was talking about Mottip and Lover and you know, the boys see this, they read it in the paper and it doesn't make them feel good. Well, I mean, you know, it just seems like everything's just like snowballing kind of negatively right now. So that's, so I think my positive and negative see next kind of go hand-in-hand hand where it, this is all happening and I'm hoping that the, this, this little break can kind of, you know, get rid of that, break it up a little bit and they come back fresh, so... That is the hope for sure. Um, Gentlemen, before we get out of here, we got this international break coming up. Anyone looking forward to seeing any players in any games or you just think it's a good time for it to happen?
1: This is the first international break I've been excited about as a Liverpool fan in a while, I think under Klopp. So I'm very excited about it. I'm excited for the United game. Um, I'm scared for it, but excited for it. And I'm just going to take a break finally. I'm going to take this international break and take a break.
0: Yeah, you need it. You definitely need it. I think we all do. Jimmy, what about you, man?
2: Well, I actually am excited for the international break for international reasons. Um, quick, if I can do a cheap plug. I was going to say,
1: yeah, perfect timing.
2: So uh, Football Paris has a new podcast called Canary in Blue where Chase and I and Ali joined us. Ali joined us for our very first episode where we talk about Brazil. So we're gonna be watching the games for Brazil and then we'll be talking about it on Canary and blue. So if you guys can look that up just on on you know your podcast app you just search Canary and blue or you could search Football Pierce and we will pop up there. Not only that, but I also I have parents from Peru. So Peru is actually in the conversation this year to make it into the World Cup which has never been the case in my lifetime. So the next couple of uh, games and in international um, World, Cup, World Cup qualifying will be very nerve-wracking thursday and next monday or tuesday so exciting kind of scared about it but you know what uh liverpool need the break anyway so go peru really for me We're all Peruvian <laughs> please right now yeah
0: definitely and, and again <laughs> guys you can find that canary and blue on twitter at canary and blue fp definitely give them a follow always good uh, brazil content there so definitely looking forward to, to hearing what you guys have to say about those games uh jimbo any anyone anyone player that you, you want to see get games? Maybe this is a chance for Ox to get some minutes. Maybe uh, anyone else in particular that you know? Maybe Genie can snap out of this funk for for uh, the Netherlands. Anyone else?
1: I, I want no one to play. I want everyone to rest. We've been running too much, and then I don't want any injuries. So I want everyone just uh, take a break. Hopefully, no one plays. <laughs> yeah,
2: they they should all just say they're injured,
0: right? You always want to see see that on international break, so there's no chance of any injury, but. <laughs> I don't know. Something for me just feels like I want to see some players get a run out. I know it sounds crazy and counterproductive, but I just feel like a little bit of new scenery for, for what a little like week, week and a half would be good for them. So that's going to be it for us today. Uh, we appreciate you all listening. You can follow us on Twitter at TalkOnFP. Allie, where can people find you on Twitter?
1: Ali G underscore FP, and I just posted a bunch of stats that people are either yelling at me or thanking me for.
0: Please go follow Ali. He, like we mentioned before, he had an ACL injury, so he's just bored as hell on his couch all the time, <laughs> not being able to do anything, which proves great for a football purist because he's just providing us with some awesome stats, so definitely go check him out on Twitter. Jimbo, where can people find you on Twitter?
2: They can find me at J J.Torron, T-O-R-R-E-J-O-N underscore FP.
1: Don't follow him. Yes. Don't follow him. <laughs> Love it. You
0: can find me on Twitter at J V I S H N Y. Uh all right, gents. Well, hopefully we'll you know, come back to the next pod and with no injuries of the squad and hopefully Lalana's back to at least maybe be fit for the bench. And for our preview for United, hopefully there'll be some more positive vibes going into it. But I think right now, like we said, it's a good time for the international break, good time for everyone to clear their minds players clear their minds us as fans maybe just take a step back and uh, hopefully we'll come back as a a stronger team and and grind out some some uh, results here and get some points so gents as always talk on talk on brother talk on thank you for downloading this episode of the football purist podcast Please help by subscribing and check out footballpurist.com.